Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 111 of the Well Done Life podcast. Welcome back to episode 111 of the Well Done Life podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Davis. If you are new here, hey, how are you? Welcome. I am so glad that you're here with us this week. I hope you stay a while. If you've been here before, you guys know the deal. I love you deep. Thank you so much for continuing to rock with me. Thank you so much for your feedback and your encouragement. I hope you stay on the journey too. So thank you. Before we get started with this week's episode, I always like to be really foundational. I know you guys who've been listening for a while, you've heard me say this over and over again, but we are building a safe space here. I treat the world on life like this is a safe space, a house. So I want to make sure that our house is built on a really strong foundation. And that foundation is based on clarity and love. Clarity is really straightforward. I just want to make sure you understand that the Well Done Life podcast is a podcast that I created for women. I believe that women are the foundation of society and that we need spaces where we can be our most authentic and vulnerable selves, where we can share and learn from each other. And that's what I encourage each of us to do here within this space. So now you know, and I hope you stay a while, and I hope one day we're able to connect because that's how we grow, by connecting and learning from each other. So then that leads me into my second uh, foundational thing, and that's one of my favorites, and that's love. Everything that we do in this space is going to be rooted in love. And so with that, I like to make sure that every week I send prayers to you. Um, This week, I definitely want to make sure that I send everyone prayers of peace, prayers of love. We Again, I'm, I'm really rooting for all of us to find that love that makes us feel good from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. I also want you to feel supported and encouraged. And I want you to also have pockets of peace because we need it. There's so much going on. This is a time for us where we have to protect ourselves while at the same time trying to stay informed about everything that's going on. Because, you know, of course, as women, we're going to be required to help save things (laughs) because that's what we do. We save things when we save people. But in these moments right now where we are, getting an opportunity to have some rest. I hope you guys will take it. I hope you will give yourself rest. And I hope that you will also give yourself endless moments of joy, endless moments of peace. I know that those are hard things sometimes to prioritize because we're so focused on taking care of everybody else. But it is very important because we need those pockets of peace to keep ourselves fueled up for the journeys ahead. So I hope that you will and take that invitation and find your pocket of peace this week. So let's kind of start winding our way into this week's episode. I am recording on Tuesday, May 31st at 10.38 p.m. It is the last day in May. So by the time you guys listen to this, it will be June. I cannot believe how quickly the year has gone by. To already be about to enter into the sixth month of the year is crazy. And we have seen so much in these past six months. That's another reason why I feel like we all need to take pockets of peace because it has definitely been a wild ride. I I mean, a really wild ride. And we have six more months to go. So definitely carve out some time, but we're here. And with us going into the sixth month, um, 
I'm definitely feeling very reflective and just kind of like I did last week, setting it up. I mean, for May, it was really talking about lights and those people in our lives who feel like sunshine, who motivate us and inspire us and encourage us. But I want to take that a step further because now I feel like going into June, it is very important to have a conversation around uh, something that I have seen trend quite a bit recently on social media, and that is the soft life. So this is going to be the month of softness. I kind of was saying uh, for myself, this is a really pivotal month for me because I want to go back into understanding a little bit more about myself as a person, as a woman, what my need, my softness. So I've decided to make this like my journey into softness, I guess, like Lady P's descent more into the soft life a little bit. And so I want to invite you on the journey, but I also want to kind of give some clarity and context around soft life because I've seen it in hashtags. I've seen the videos and everybody has definitely been elevating it. But I think we need to have a practical discussion on how we apply that to our lives. Because as we start to dig into this, I feel like we're going to all realize that the soft life has a lot of different meanings for everybody based upon where they are in the life, in life. But there's also going to be a requirement for each of us to do a little bit of digging, do a little bit of work on ourselves to make sure that we're really ready to understand the soft life, to embrace the soft life, and to live the soft life. So we're going to wind our way there. But one thing that I want to do before we dive into that, which I kind of feel like is a really good stepping stone into this new month, this new season, this just opportunity to talk about returning to softness. And it's been a while since I've done it. I want to set the foundation with the number because this is episode 111, 111. That's a very powerful number. And y'all know, well, if you've been listening for a little bit, you know, I'm one of those um, numerology numbers, sign numbers, wonders, waist bead wearing, sage burning, Florida water kind of tossing chicks. You know, I love the Lord, but I also believe obviously in the ancestors and protection and paying attention to what the world is trying to tell you, what the universe is trying to tell you, because you get signs and wonders and everything. So I had to do a little research and I wanted to talk about 111 because I think when I was reading through and researching it, I can so totally see that the the foundation that this is laying going into this new season of softness. So bear with me. But um, when I was digging up 111, 111 is a strong connection to the process of spiritual awakening. Uh, People believe that what they radiate to others and the universe is what they attract in reality. So to a certain extent, that's a universal spiritual conviction. And number 111 serves as a constant reminder of that rule. This number is a sign that your ideas, your feelings, your behaviors are a mirror of where you are in life at that particular moment. And 111 is a symbol of fresh starts and new beginnings. And 111 also represents abundance and the ability to bring one's desires to fruition. So you can see that as we're starting to talk about the soft life 
And from what we kind of know on the surface level of soft life, that's a perfect segue into it because that means that this is a time for us to embrace this new level of life or better yet make changes that are going to lead us to this point of softness. So that is why I wanted to make sure I talked about it and kind of give us the, the foundation for soft life. And I will make sure that I put the link to uh, the meaning of number 111 in the show notes, because there is more uh, context that can be offered in regards to other aspects of our life. But I wanted to kind of at least share the principal foundation of it because it really does lend to where we're talking about the soft life. So let's talk about the soft life. And I, like I said, I've seen it trending. I'm sure we all have. But one thing that always kind of baffled me when I saw it trending, I was like, what does the soft life really mean? And for me, I said, you know what? I'm a big dictionary person. And no, this is not in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Y'all know that's my favorite. So I had to go to another source and that is the Urban Dictionary. And yes, the soft life is there. Of course it would be. And so the basic definition that I found in the Urban Dictionary is that the soft life is defined as the opposite of the hard life, which is hilarious. Um, In the uh, soft life, this is where you would make decisions that leave you feeling stress-free and vibrating higher. It's less about wealth, though it helps, and more about making good choices. Ordering on Uber to your uh, (laughs) to your uh, your man appointment instead of taking public transportation. That sounds so crazy to me. Um, And that's not exactly what it said. But I'm just not even going to do that today because I don't know. I just don't feel like cursing for some reason or just rejecting uh, plans with problematic people or family members, you know, just, so there's a lot of different foundational messages for it. And I'll make sure I put that soft life definition in the show notes, but that's just one aspect of it. And like I said earlier, I have found that as people are starting to hop on the trend of the soft life, I can definitely see that it has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. One that I found really interesting was an article that I read in VMLYNR, which is a South African blog. And it is actually being looked at as a silent protest for disadvantaged groups, making the decision to demand a life of ease and comfort. And it's a really good article and it made me think because I could see why more um, women, more black women, more any minority group that has been uh, marginalized by society, I could see why the soft life trend would make sense because as minorities, we are always faced with having to put extra pressure on ourselves to be better or to do more and to work harder to acquire a lot of what our counterparts get at, you know, very easily. So it's a lot of pressure. And I can definitely see people rejecting that because it's like, why would I have to continuously carry this generational feeling of pressure within my life. I want a softer life and they're rebuking that. So it is a very different article, a different perspective. And I will definitely put uh, the link to that in the show notes if you want to read the piece. It's a very small piece, but I could understand that. Um, I've had the pleasure of traveling to South Africa. It's been now almost 10 years since I was there. But when I was there, I totally could understand 
where they're coming from because of the fact that it's like very uh, similar to here in regards to our right, our struggles with civil rights. You know, obviously, I'm sure many of you are familiar with apartheid and how it was uh, very similar to what we went here, we went through here with Jim Crow, um, Nelson Mandela. But from looking at how their culture arised out of it, they were very young into uh, civil rights and women in Africa and South Africa faced many different challenges, especially women who were not of a high socioeconomic class. You know, they were living in what they would classify as like the shanty towns and um, they were raising their children. Some of them were single mothers or you could see like three or four families living in a two bedroom apartment trying to exist. It's a lot of pressure. And obviously things continuously change and evolve in South Africa, just like they change and evolve here. So there have been many economic opportunities afforded, but there is still a level of poverty, just like in all countries. And I still think that we all face those challenges as women, as minorities trying to overcome the past so that we are not always having to work harder than our counterparts in order to achieve just a fraction of what they're achieving and rebuking that because it's like now we're willing to stand in our power and stand in our strength so that we are claiming what we rightfully deserve and we want the soft life. We're not just claiming it, we're owning it and taking it. So I totally can understand where that perspective comes from. But like I said, there are many different meanings to the soft life, but ultimately in those veins, you can hear the common thread Everyone wants an opportunity for softness. And so as I was researching, it also made me think of a conversation that I had the opportunity to have with two of my really good friends. We had gone out for like coffee and tea and we were just sitting there talking and I threw out the converse, the question out to them, you know, when you think of the soft life, what do you think of? And my friends could agree that it, you know, would be about, you know, not putting so much pressure on yourselves and living your best. And if that means going on spot, going to spas or taking trips or doing nice things for themselves, they were owning that desire to do it. And I totally feel the exact same way because a lot of times, you know, we put our, the needs of ourselves on the back burner because we don't feel that a lot of times we can have nice things or that we are able to afford nice things or that we deserve nice things. There are so many different aspects to that. But then as we also started talking and digging deeper, one of my friends mentioned, she's like, you know, I don't really even understand what that is with the soft life. And we started talking about it and defining it as we've discussed it. But then as we started further having conversations with softness, conversations came up in regards to, you know, how do you as an A-type woman, because I have to admit, you know, most of my friends, if I think about it, are a type personalities. Um, and that's just because uh, we have to be, or we are just extremely ambitious, but we are, we are A-type personalities. We're boss women. We get things accomplished. That's just where we are in our lives. How, but ultimately they were saying with that type of personality, how do you really embrace the soft life when it comes to allowing people to help you? 
um, when it allows people to support you. And especially when you're in relationships, because I know for myself, um, and I shared this example with my friends, I've been in relationships with people. And I remember one young man that I was seeing and a couple years ago, he told me, he was like, I don't even know if you really care about me. Um, and I was just like, I don't even understand where that could come from. Cause you know, I thought I was doing the things as, as a woman that I should do as a girlfriend to show that I cared, but he couldn't, it didn't speak to him. You know, it didn't show him, I guess, what his love language was. And so we started having a conversation around that. And then, you know, how do we identify each other's love languages? Do we speak to it? Do we seek it? Do we do things in our relationships when we are dealing with people to allow that softness to come out where it speaks to that person's love language as well as speaking to ours? And or how do you even get past situations when you're not comfortable being soft? You know, when you are carrying maybe hurt or memories of things that happened when you acquiesced control when you were soft and I'm doing the air quotes because I think a lot of times you know in relationships a lot of times from what I've heard some men equate a woman's softness with her being able to acquiesce to allow that man to lead her or to be the head and make decisions for them but then at the same time I think people forget that when things don't go right when that softness happens it leaves a mark you can't forget it. Like you forgive it, but you can't forget it. And so it can become a block in regards to, you know, us feeling the need to be soft again. And so how do you work through that? And we we started having the conversation about, you know, how even having conversations like this and being able to talk about it can help bridge that. But then that conversation fed into what I was saying about the soft life and how a lot of us don't have a clear definition of what it is. And then at the same time, okay, we figured out the definition of it, what it is, but are, have we done enough work within ourselves where we are able to embrace the soft life, receive the soft life and live the soft life? And for right now, I think we're going to have to leave those as rhetorical because I doubt it will be answered all within this episode. But I think those are going to be some of the points that I'm going to cover with you as we go through this month. Because for myself, like I said, this is a return to softness. I am an A-type personality. I'm an A-type personality because that is what I need to do in order for me to be able to be the person I am in regards to my household, I am that dominant force. And that is just what I need to be. But at the same time, as it relates to myself, as you know, my softness or my desire to be softness, to be soft, I do, I would love to acquiesce some of the control. And in little ways, I guess I do like, you know, I'll tag team with my sister to do certain things in my household. And I try not to nitpick. I try not to want to take control and just handle it. But then I think about it in relation to how I want to be as I move into new relationships with men. I don't want to be in control of everything. 
And so I want to make sure that I have done the work within myself enough to know that I can tap into my softness. And for me, it was not just doing the work because that is important. You know, healing from looking, healing and looking at the past things that have made me not be hard, be soft is something that I've had to look at. And I think about that. That is definitely a part of my journey from the beginning of the year until now, you know, looking at the things that I left behind and, you know, not sharing my emotions and, you know, not being able to treat myself to quality things and not overthinking and not prioritizing my time. All of those are things for me that will help contribute to me being able to embrace soft techniques. But I know that it takes work. So I think for everyone who's all excited about the soft life and all that it brings, you have to be prepared to look at the things within yourself that you may need to do work on. And I say that because I'm sure some of y'all are thinking, okay, well, the soft life, you know, for me, that means going to the spa. That means doing those things. It still plays a part in you examining the aspects of yourself that were holding you back from being able to embrace those. Because I'll tell you from experience, there's nothing worse than you wanting to go to the spa, but you just feel so guilty about leaving your responsibilities or even uh, taking off work or doing things that would allow you to have the time and the energy to go out there and do this thing for yourself. There's nothing worse that will block it than your guilt. And that is a part of it because you feel like you have to be there. You feel like you have to make sure everything is handled for your family, that you just can't take a moment and go away and do something for yourself. And if you don't fix that side of yourself, you're not going to be able to do it. The soft life is out the window. You still at the house doing what you need to do uh, or what you feel like you need to do because you haven't healed yourself enough to recognize that you don't have to be in the place all the time for things to go right. It'll still go right if you're there or not. You have, you know, you got to trust it. And like I said, I'm I'm def I'm not married or anything like that, but I still struggle with that. I still struggle, and I I've gotten much better at it, thank goodness, because my I definitely for my peace of mind and sanity had to learn how to embrace taking time away. And I think I even told you guys, like I'm taking a a little solo staycation this month and I'm really excited about it because I know that I need it and I have every intention of leaving and it's all good, you know, and doing what I need to do. And my family will be cool with that and they'll be fine. And I'm not going to worry about it, but it did, It wasn't like that just magically happened. Like I had to like work myself up to those points and I, I, I don't have any regrets about it because I've learned that I need to have that quality time for myself. I need to prioritize my happiness, my health mentally and physically so that I can be the best versions of myself. I can't be soft if I'm focused on, if I'm just feeling hard, if I'm feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. That's why I said you kind of have to ask yourself, have you done enough work to heal the areas of yourself that hold you back? You know, that ego that, that makes you feel like you have to always be in control of everything. Have you done enough work on that? 
so that you can heal that side of yourself and move into the soft life. Because we keep talking about the, the spas and the nice trips and buying nice things and all of that. All of that comes with a cost and it's not just financial, it's emotional and spiritual. And you have to be able to embrace that and fix those sides of yourself so that you can really live the soft life. Because you can do all of those things, like I was saying, but when you have guilt in your heart, you can't enjoy it. You're back at the hard life that way. So you got to be willing to do the work there. And definitely not trying to make anyone like feel poo-poo about the soft life because that's not what it is. It's just if we're going to talk about having a soft life, we've got to talk about it from a real perspective. I mean, we're all, none of us are in a point in our lives where we should continuously keep playing this rat race game over and over with ourselves. You know, you got to be willing to do the work because the soft life is when I see it portrayed. I mean, it is it's extravagant and it's. It's relaxing and it's freeing because you're not in control. And, but a lot of times when we have areas of ourselves that we need to heal, we are controlling. We are controlling because we're trying to control the narrative of how we appear to other people. We're trying to control the outcome of how situations occur around us. So you can't be soft if you're trying to control everything. Because remember, the key to that is being able to let go, being able to say that you are freeing yourself and embracing this new soft level of life. You can't do that if you're trying to control every outcome and situation because you are not 100% ready to face the areas of yourself that need work so that you can move to this next level. And so you got to do the work. And we're going to talk about that, too, because that's a part of the soft life journey is doing the work. And how do you do the work? And before we kind of like get too far into this month and these episodes, I really want to make sure that I preface this by saying that the soft life, I think, is going to look different to everybody. And you have to be confident enough within yourself to realize that that's okay. Not everybody's going to be able to go out here and easily take trips and buy nice cars or fancy bags and do all these grandiose things. You don't necessarily have to do the grandiose things to embrace the soft life. Um, you just have to do what fits for what you need at that particular space of where you are. Because a lot of it is going to require you to stretch yourself. A lot of it is going to require you to heal those, start healing those sides of yourself that are making you have this aspect of life that is so hard where you can't be free. Because like I was saying earlier, you know, one of my friends was saying, you know, we and it, and it did open up a whole new level to the soft life conversation. How do we embrace that in our relationships with people and not just our significant others? How do we embrace that soft life with the people that we love? Because we're not all we're always in a lot of instances putting ourselves in positions with people where we have to be their everything. You're their everything and you are nothing to yourself because you want to be this this person and you can be that person 
But every time you are that person, you sacrifice a bit of your happiness. You sacrifice a bit of your strength. You sacrifice a bit of your your peace, especially when you are doing things for people out of obligation versus out of love versus out of desire to just be there and do that. And it just kills that that soft life, that that life of leisure, it's not a life of leisure because again, your mind is so intent on trying to control the outcome of every situation that you can't live a life of leisure because you're so focused on trying to be everything to everybody. If you are embracing the soft life, you are taking this opportunity to be everything to yourself. And so you have to deal with yourself before you can do that. And you have to deal with yourself on a level that works for you because social media have you out here thinking all different kinds of things. And that's great for some people, but that might not be great for you. And that's okay because you can still embrace the soft life. The soft life could be you just deciding that, you know what, once a month, you're going to take yourself out to lunch or to dinner and you're going to get dressed up. You're going to do what you need to do. And it makes you feel good. Or it could be that you decide, you know what, I'm going to, you're going to take some time off, you know, once a quarter Um, and, or it could be more frequently once a month, devote time where you go and get a massage. You know, it's all about finding those little things that help you realize that you don't have to be everything to everyone. Or a big part of that, I didn't even say this, I didn't even think about it, it just came to me. A big part of embracing the soft life could be making the decision to tell people, you know what, no, I cannot help you. You have this this time. Or ignoring some request that you know is just going to emotionally stress you and take you from the soft life to the hard life. Saying no and choosing yourself first. That could be an act of the soft life. It's just all about doing what's going to work for you at this particular moment of time and do it with no sense of guilt. Do it with the sense that you are worthy and that you are deserving and fully embracing it because this is your time. This is your life and how soft or how hard it is, is based upon how you decide that you want your life to be because ultimately you are in control of what that looks like. It's funny. I was researching and I found this really great post. I found it, I think actually today on Instagram, I told y'all I'd like mindlessly scroll. I actually mindlessly scroll in between meetings whenever I just need a moment. That is my thing. And One post that I saw is from an influencer. I believe she's a stylist, actually, that I love to follow on Instagram. Her name is Kelly Augustine. And I'm going to put her um, link in the show notes so that you guys can see it because she is just so fly, especially for um, plus size ladies. I mean, she is just so beautiful and I love her style. But anywho, today she um, put a post up and it said, it's unofficially soft summer. Take care, beloveds, is actually the caption. But the post says, today is unofficially the first day of summer and we shall declare it a soft summer. 
We're taking care of ourselves and making space for others to do so as well. This soft summer, I'm setting boundaries with work. I'm making space to spend time with my friends. I'm doing the work to offset anxiety. I'm tapping into my inner child. I'm taking big smiles and even bigger laughs and finally allowing myself to truly find my breath. And the only love I'm focused this summer is the love within myself. We are love, y'all. This world is cold as hell. Let's try to find the light and be it. Let's pour into ourselves so we can pour into others. And her hashtag is soft summer. And when I saw that, I said, that is exactly how I feel. Like it's, it's a time for us to embrace it. And it's so perfect because the world is so crazy right now. Like every day I, I see so much going on. I mean, we are living through so many mass shootings and so much political unheaval. And between the news and social media, it will drive you insane if you are not carefully protecting your energy. And at the same time, we are still in a pandemic. I mean, it's kind of like the Hunger Games out here with it probably right now. You know, you just got to see how it's going to be, let the odds be in your favor. But it's still going on. So it's like, you know, trying to live and be our best selves while at the same time trying to embrace all of the things. And then here comes this, the softness that everyone wants to return to. And I think it is a great thing. I really am. I'm very excited about returning back into my, my softness. Like I said, this is plans on being the, the summer of Lady P's return to softness. And I loved Kelly's soft summer hashtag. But as you heard, even in her post, It's all about doing the work. It's about tapping into us, tapping into your inner child. I mean, even another like random act of softness that I just thought about, probably because I'm looking at my big box of Crayola colored pencils on my bookcase, because yes, I do have Crayola colored pencils and I have coloring books. That is one thing that you could do to return to softness a little bit. Return to your inner child. You can get yourself some coloring books and color. That is the simplest and easiest and most relaxing thing to do. It is one of the things that I did a lot of um, actually late last year. And I haven't even finished my Mandalorian color book, so I need to dig that out. But um, on another note, but I was going to say that was a really great source of relaxation, a really great source of tapping into my childhood, a really a great source if I think about embracing my softness, because it's like you sit in your bed and you just have your colored pencils and you're coloring and you're relaxing and you're being creative and you're letting your mind flow. Let's tap into some of those things. I mean, let's just make this a month and a trend where we go back to who we are. Or um, another thing my sister and I are actually doing too, is we are going to have a summer of mindless reading. Like I typically read, if I think about it lately, I've been reading a lot of adulting books. Um, We just finished Nedra Tawab's book on boundaries, which is truly a game changer for those of you struggling with boundaries. I've linked Nedra before, but I will link it again. I also just got a new book. I haven't um, started yet. And it is uh, by Brene Brown because I was recommended it. It was recommended to me. Excuse me. I can't believe I said that I recommended it. <laughs> it was recommended to me by Shannon Green, um, Atlas of the Heart, Mapping Meaningful Connection and the Language of Human Experience. It's a beautifully 
big book. Like it, it probably could be like a coffee table book because it has so many illustrations and pictures in it. I haven't started it yet. I'm going to read some of it. But like when I get ready to go on my solo trip, I plan on reading mindless stuff. Like I must have my mindless reading summer going and I'm going to just allow my imagination to flow and relax because that's where I feel my softness. Again, it's all about finding things that allow you to tap into that softness, whatever that looks like. And it doesn't always have to be the things that break the bank. And it can be some of the things that might break the bank because boo, you deserve it. If you want to go out here and get you something really nice and expensive, do that because we work hard for that money. And as long as you are doing what you need to do and you feel good about it, I say go for it. But then at the same time, on the flip side, it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing. It can be something small, but meaningful. Don't shortchange yourself. Give yourself the chance to be totally open. Give yourself the chance to embrace all of the things that you want to do. That's what this summer of softness is all about. So I'm going to be sharing my journey with you. But at the same time, as we are going through this journey, I want us to make sure that we're doing the work. So I will definitely be sharing some tips on how we can do the work, aligning some guests so that we can talk about it. Because, honey, this is our summer of softness, y'all. And we are just going to be soft and beautiful like we always are and embracing our lights and living our best life because we deserve it. So I'm very excited about taking this journey with you. It is the first of June and first week in June. It's time to start. And I cannot wait to start it with you. So I will make sure that I link the resource that we talked about in the show notes, the books, just in case if you guys want to add it to your reading list. I will definitely um, be back next week with a brand new episode. I will also link last week's episode, Embracing Lights and the Soft Life, just to kind of help make sure you have the kickoff point. But this is officially also our kickoff point for um, June And let's create some magic. So I look forward to sharing and learning about your experiences and journeys. If there's anything that you want to cover about the soft life, don't hesitate to ask because we are on this journey together and we are learning and cultivating and crafting it to fit our needs. So I will talk to you guys next week. Take care of yourselves and each other. Talk to you later. (laughs) Bye bye.